Hey guys, it's Jen and I am live to you from the Disney Wish and it is absolutely amazing. You would not even begin to believe the amazing experiences I've had here and I cannot wait to talk to you about all of it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present our spectacular show of podcast magic and imagination full of Disney wonder, news, and pop culture. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast with Jen Novotny and David Dollar. Hey, Heather. Hey, Dave. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast with no Jen Novotny, who's on a boat somewhere. And so, how are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm wonderful. Of course, I am Dave. And this is quasi-producer Heather stepping in, fulfilling co-hosting duties as usual. She's always the one we just asked to, 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 to pinch hit for us when one of us is gone. And um, Heather, where might Jen be at this very moment as we're recording? She is on the Disney Wish and it's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. The pictures have been amazing. But at this particular second, what might she be doing? What is she's in hyperspace lounge right now, she is. is she not? She is. <gasps> she she's is in the hyperspace lounge. She's had she's had a fabulous trip. I can't wait to talk about it in uh, a few weeks. The, the, the pictures are going to be fantastic. And as you just said, we will have a Disney Wish episode in a few weeks because you're going to go with the Disney Wish very soon. And yes. uh, you'll experience all the fun and the flavor and the frivolity of the Disney wish. Um, and then of course, when you come back, we'll get together with you and Jen and I will just sit back and let you guys go crazy for an hour talking about the wish because <laughs> I haven't been, I don't have any plans to go anytime in the future. I'm not able to go just yet. So I'm excited for when I eventually get my chance. Um, but Heather, how did you in particular Disney this week? I got my luggage tags for the wish. And I have to be really quiet because my kids still do not know. They don't know. They don't know. Oh, that's awesome. So, okay, so how does this work? I mean, yeah, obviously you have to be quiet, but do you just, they just think they're going to Disney World? And you so make, they do. You take a left when you get to Orlando instead of going straight to Disney, you just take a left and go to Port Canaveral? Or So they are. So we are staying at the Polynesian, okay. and then we are going to, quote unquote, check out after three days, which they will not think that is any different than mm-hmm. any normal trip. Right. Because we'll go for a long weekend, and I'll just say, oh, hey, we're going home. And then whenever we get down in the lobby, I'm going to say, what is, I'm going to take them by like the little model. You know how they have the, the mm-hmm. little model? Oh, of course. And I'm going to say, wouldn't you love to do this? Because every time they see the model, I'm going to say, guess what? That's what we're doing today. That's <laughs> hilarious. That is awesome. They're going to go nuts. Do you, I feel like one of them is going to, going to, going to get, going to get suspicious though, because I don't know. Something's It'll be going on with you. Something's going on with you, mom. I, I don't, I, I feel something's happening here, mom. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, but still, I, I think uh, Kylie will pick up on it. Maybe close yes. to but Kylie will. That's that's going to be awesome. I'm excited about that. And you have to get those tags, I guess, and just keep them under wraps and hidden out of the out of the way. And um, when Disney mail comes to your house, though, do you have to grab the mail and like hide it quickly to make sure that they don't? Oh they my don't see gosh, anything, yes, yes. I don't even let them get it. In fact, for the last <laughs> month, I'm like, do not go out there. <laughs> don't go out. That's awesome. Well, I mean, what? I got nothing really other than I got my Stitch shirt on, which is kind of fun. Oh, Amazon Prime fun. is having Prime Day, and of course, all their Disney Funkos are on sale. So I just got my my Pluto in the People Mover Funko, which goes with my Minnie and Mickey. So basically, there's a four set Funko with People Movers, 
with people who's the fourth cars. one uh stitch and that's the one that's like 35 dollars. Oh. so that one i have not invested in yet but i've got mickey and minnie and pluto all in the little people mover funkos i have nowhere to put these they're just they're stacked up in my office like in a tall tower it's ridiculous those and legos and i have nowhere to put my legos either my little lego sets are all over the place and just i don't know what to do with them but i keep bringing them into the house and um <laughs> i'm one of those kind of people that i don't want to take them out of the boxes because the boxes are cool so i just stack the boxes up and it's just it's a little the, ridiculous. The boxes take a lot of space. They do. They do. Mm. But see, like, if I took them out of the boxes, I wouldn't know what to do with the boxes. And mm. so, like, I've got the the shawarma set with all six Avengers, and they're all sitting at the table for shawarma. So I took them all out. I put them on my desk. I'm like, this is cool. And I'm like, I don't know where to, what to do with it, what to put these. And I have all these empty big boxes. <laughs> so I just put it back in the boxes, and they're just stacked up. And it's... It's a little insane. <laughs> it really, really is. So we're not going to really get through any news proper today, but I do want to, of course, we mentioned the Disney Wish. And um, when are you when are you departing? And what is your itinerary? On Two, the weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Two weeks. We go, we stop at the Bahamas, and then mm-hmm. we stop at Castaway Cay, and then we're back, and then we're going to stay at Wilderness. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm doing land sea land oh that is awesome <laughs> my kid is gonna go nuts when we finally get him on a cruise and we will uh i think we're to the point now where um like for for the longest time i think steph was worried that he would figure out a way to fall over the top the side of the boat because that's just who he is he's a climber mm-hmm. he's a crawler he's a runner or whatever because uh, he loves adventure and he loves exploring and he loves getting the things he's not supposed to matter of fact we went to the to the local theme park little water park that we go to every week once a week and this time he decided to run right ahead of me. And by the time I got to the top of the queue, he was already sitting in the roller coaster, ready to go without me. And of course, I pulled him off of it immediately. He got in trouble. He had to wait 10 minutes before he got on it. He had a fit. And I was like, this whole dad child obedience thing is just, it was like, ah. So there is that. But we're hoping that once some of the restrictions have lifted from Disney Cruises, that we will be able to go on it. And I'm sure we will have lots of fun and frivolity as well. So. What are you what are you looking forward to most on the wish? I mean, out of all the things you've seen, what are the two or three things that you're most for you and that you want your girls to experience? Because you know, you'll live it through them too. The Grand Hall walking in. Mm. I think that I have I have a bunch of vlogging cameras. We all know this. I mm-hmm. think I'm gonna have one on myself this time because I think whenever I walk in there, I'm just going to openly cry, sobbing <laughs> for like 20 minutes to be like, oh my gosh, I just needed to see how grand this was in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really excited to do um the Avengers. That looks cool. Uh, mm-hmm. That looks the, really What's it called? Worlds of Marvel? Through. Something like that. Yeah. The mm-hmm. Ant-Man walking through, which yep. is neat. And um, what you need to do is get one of the, you know, those little, like, those headbands with the light on the front? Well, yeah. get one of those, except put a small camera on the back of Kylie's and let her walk ahead of you. And that way, that can video your face okay. while, you know, and, and I don't know. I don't know how to get her face, too, but you have to pick <laughs> one. And video your face crying. <laughs> so... Or put like cameras on the back of both girls, and so they're walking back and forth. They're getting everything, and just that's how you do it. So yeah, that looks the the Marvel looks cool. Um, the the slot the Aqua Mouse looks cool. I know Jen's oh not my gosh. Do it because she doesn't get her hair wet, but still, I know we will do it, and I will take the waterproof camera on it. Yes. I promise you. <laughs> yes, that's exciting. We'll put that on the YouTube page as well. So that's gonna be <laughs> awesome. So Disney Wish, just it's a beautiful ship. It's grand. It's massive. It's Triton class. I don't really know what Triton class means, but it sounds cool. Triton class Disney ship. So that's going to be awesome. So <laughs> we'll talk all about that in a few weeks. Uh, Heather, the Jingle Bell Jingle Bam is not returning this year for the first time in many a year. Of course, last year was a little bit different. I can't even remember if it was there last year. But this year it is not 
coming back is the the holiday that happens over at Hollywood Studios. It's kind of the uh, the with those two little elves that I can't remember the names of them now at this point. Um, they 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 come out every year for their their how their special on TV and whatever. Um, but it will not be happening at the uh, Hollywood Studios this time. The Sunset Seasons Greetings Projection Show, which is happens every year where they do the projections of the characters and stuff on the Hollywood Tower, that will be happening. But no Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam this year. Heather, are you heartbroken, or did you even know it was gone? <laughs> I've never been to it. It's, I mean, it is what it is. I can't eat Prep and Landing. That's the name of those, those elves. Uh, Prep and Landing was a show that came on like 10 years ago on, on ABC. And it's like these two elves that are prepping, prepping houses for Santa to arrive, and they have their own little adventure. And I think Disney was trying to make them into a thing. And you know how Disney pushes the thing until eventually they're like, you know what, we're spinning our wheels here and nobody's picking up on this, and then it just doesn't, it's not a thing anymore. I think that's what happened with Prep and Landing. They were trying to make it a thing. And so they wanted to make it a thing, kind of like how they wanted to make Duffy a thing yeah, here in the Duffy, United the exact, States. Exact mm-hmm. same thing. So yeah. yeah, no. Ever since they did away with the Osborne lights, I can honestly tell you, like, the only place you're going to find me at Christmas time, like enjoying all the stuff, mm-hmm. is going to be at a Christmas party in Magic Kingdom. And even then, the prices this year, I am not doing one. <laughs> so I am. I'm trying to talk myself into it because they're pricey. They are expensive. I know we're all going down as a group, and some of my favorite people are going to the party. And I'm like, well, uh, but I'll just come hang out with Heather. Um, I, I wish, I wish there was a way to do the Osborne lights or light show of like that on the streets of America or the the Sunset Boulevard leading down to the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Uh, maybe maybe the streets are too wide and the buildings aren't tall enough, but I just feel like they could do some sort of light. They could do something. something. I know something go, major. That would be awesome. Even if they brought back like a little light, I know we've talked about this before. Even if they brought back like a light parade to do there, yeah. that street is just wide enough to do it, and it would make it feel all festive. Do you remember? And this is going back probably fifteen years. Do you remember the Epcot arch lights? As you're walking down World Showcase, they had those those arch of white lights, like this long series. It was probably 10 or 15 arches. You would walk all the way down through through that, that walkway towards World Showcase in the middle there. Do you remember what I'm talking about? No. They used to have those. And I think, I want to say the last time they had those, last time I saw them was 07. They were taking them out because I think the, the, the repair on them was just too much. And they were kind of older. And you probably can Google it and find it. But there was this beautiful set of, of arches they would put up there. As you're walking from Future World, that middle path down the World Showcase, you would just walk under these arch of lights, probably 10 or 15 arches, and they were just, it was all white light. It was all bright and beautiful and everything, and I wish they would do something like that too, because that was just cool. Um, and the reason I say 07 is because that's when I went with the family for the whole big Disney trip, and that's the last time I remember being there, the first time I remember being there at Christmas, and so it had to have been then. But uh, hmm. I, I don't that. remember those. I don't. I don't, I think, and I actually don't think I have any pictures of something like that either. I think if we Googled it, and I'll try to find a picture and send you one, but I think if you Googled it, you might see it and be like, oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so maybe? I don't know. Maybe you, wouldn't, maybe you wouldn't. I don't know. Uh, but one thing that I am finding out, there's a rumor, and this is a rumor. This is just a rumor. That, of course, well, not a rumor, is that D23 is coming up this August. And, of course, we will all be tuned into that because that's when they make major announcements about attractions that are coming and opening days probably when we're going to get an opening date for moana we'll probably get an opening date for all kinds of fun things and uh you know maybe an opening date for tron or something like that well there is a rumor going around that in the upcoming tomorrowland update at disneyland they're now looking to possibly put the people mover back in place just a rumor just shut a rumor. Just a up rumor. 
And I was thinking oh through, my gosh. And the reason I even mentioned this because it's a rumor, but I'm thinking through the logistics. They, logistics. they took it down and they put it Rocket Racers. Uh, Rocket Racers was just a terrible attraction. It was too fast. It broke down all the time. It didn't work for those tracks or whatever, so it didn't last very long. That's one of those... If you Google it, you'll see it in the annals of Disney history that lasted like a year or two, like like Superstar Limo or something, something that nobody talks about anymore. Mm-hmm. But the tracks are still there. If you go to Disneyland and and you you know you're on some of the rides like the Astro Orbiter, you will see the tracks still there, and they're still in, from what I understand, decent shape. And they could easily put a people mover, just kind of makes a big circle around Tomorrowland. And I'm 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 hearing that rumor in more than one place that that is something that's been rumbling right now about possibly doing that. Talk about fan service to put the people mover back in. So here's my question. Isn't the reason that they took the rocket rods out is because it was moving too fast and something was like rubbing or it was like wearing down magnets or the track. And that's why they took it down. It's possible. That was it because it did break down all the time, all the time. So I want to say that I think that that's the last, that's what I heard that that's why they took it down. But oh my gosh, if they bring back that people mover Mm -hmm. from my youth, I will die. So for those of people who can't vision this, in, in Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland is set up at Disneyland a lot like it's set up in Disney World. We have the attractions, the Buzz Lightyear and the Space Mountain and Astro Orbiter. And of course, Astro Orbiter is on the ground and you're not having to go through a three-hour corral and a series of elevators and walkways to get to the ride itself like Disney World. Um, and they're, they're above the above the, above the round, around the area there, there is tracks. And you take the tracks and the tracks will take you. The, the people mover worked the same way. It went all through Tomorrowland and I don't know where the narration was or whatever, but they took it out. And they did put in something called called rocket rods and it was a little rocket ship you sat in almost like an astro orbiter ship except it sat on the tracks and it zoomed around the tracks and so it would zoom real fast down the straightaways and then slow down and make the turn and then zoom and slow down and make the turn and it just those tracks were not built for that it just wasn't and it broke down a lot and it was one of those things where people didn't like it because the zooming and stopping and starting was uncomfortable and just you know again it's it, so if you go to disneyland and you get on an attraction like the astro orbiter or even the monorail you can look down into tomorrowland and see the tracks still there i've got pictures of them i have to show them actually i guess i need to put them on social media but i'm hoping that is true because that would be amazing to have the people mover back there just again fan service and then you have to go why is disneyland getting all the good stuff i know all I mean, the good we stuff get so shafted over here at disney world all the what time what did we get we what did we get cosmic rewind i, I mean, mean like what well exactly we get that in <laughs> tron but i was looking like like disneyland paris which we never talk about because well you've been there haven't you no. Oh, yeah. No. no, you've been to the Asian Mm-mm. parks. You've been to the uh, to mm-hmm. Shanghai and and was Shanghai mm-hmm. and Hong Kong. Both of those parks are just. I I have not visited Hong Kong. I was st- sitting next to it whenever I was leaving, so I've only been to Shanghai. Okay, Shanghai. Gotcha. And Tokyo's well, next on my it's list. It's more than I've been to. Um, but <laughs> Disneyland Paris, they've got the projection show on their it's the 30th anniversary. They've got the drones that make the big 30 in the sky that look like a Mickey head and everything, and it's all cool and stuff. And I keep thinking. And on October 1st, on the 50th anniversary, we got a guy, whoever, came out for two minutes and was like, hey, guys, thanks for being here. Yay! Park's open. Yay, we're Y'all done. Yay, we're done. You know, and I something. thought that they filed patents for those drones in Florida. Like... That would a not year shock or two and it just ago. Didn't work. That would not. And then they, off, yeah, so. they just didn't do it. I would but love the, to be. Oh, I'd love. To I keep watching those, it on social media. You and I should do one of the spy things where we break into the offices of Disney and find <laughs> the files of what was supposed to happen on the fiftieth. 
I'm hoping the file, well, I'm kind of hoping the file is very thin so we didn't miss anything. Because if I see a thick file and see all the stuff they were going to do, but this didn't happen and that didn't happen and Chapik had had the runs and couldn't make the meeting so he never got, didn't get approved, I'd be angry. I'd be oh. very angry. Oh, all the things that they could have done. So let's just, let's say it again. Now Mm -hmm. Epcot 40 is happening in a few months. Disney step it up, make it up to us. That's a bigger park. You're not going to have to worry about like everybody pushing. You can have things going on every different, like little country. I don't know, but can we step it up? You, you, you owe it to us. It'd be great to have somebody like Zach Ridley out there doing it like a, 10, 15 minute speech. And the only reason I say Zach is because he's one of the most prominent Imagineers online. Like he's somebody, he's a name that people know. I mean, yes, you could get, I don't know, uh, Robin Johnston who works in engineer or Imagineering as well that nobody's heard of. And he's probably doing a great job, but get a face out there like Josh or Zach or Jeff or somebody that people know, make those speech for Epcot and, or even have a, you know, a Walt speech or whatever, just replay the Walt speech or something or having, like I said, for the 50th, have a 50 year cast member come up and read Walt's speech for the 50, for, for the magic kingdom, have somebody do that for Epcot and say, this is what we're doing for Epcot. Here's the speech as it was given 40 years ago today, blah, blah, blah. Just service the fans. That's all we ask. That's all. Exactly. Exactly. So Zach was just on the wish too. Was he? Everybody's going on the wish. Josh was on the wish. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, was he, is he on Jen's cruise or he was already on the wish? Now he's he was already on it. Okay, he was gotcha. already on it. Gotcha. Jody Benson was on Jen's cruise. Jody um, Benson was there. I mean, Jody was trying to get on the podcast, and Jen was like, "Well, Jody, we'll have to fit you in somewhere <laughs> in the fall. Give me, give me a call in September. We'll try to squeeze you in." And so, you know, we're we're a professional show here. We we can't just be, uh, you know, imposed upon by Jody Benson. Come on, I know, so, right? No, she did a great little piece of audio that I think we'll play real quick. It's like 60 seconds um, because, as Jody will tell you, she can't do more than 60 seconds because of licensing. But here was Jody on The Wish. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, now with Disney licensing, I'm only allowed to do 60 seconds. No, it's okay. Otherwise, we're all going to get in trouble. You don't want to get Ariel fired. Okay. Maybe he's right. Maybe there is something the matter with me. I just don't see how a world that makes such wonderful things could be bad. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl, the girl who has everything? Look at this trove, treasures untold. How many wonders can one cavern hold? Looking around, here you think. Sure. She's got everything. And uh, from what I understand, there were people that were in tears in the audience and also people in our little group hearing that, watching the video, were crying and just it's, you know. Exactly. Like when I watched it, I had tears in my eyes and then I posted on social media and people were commenting on social media. Oh my gosh, I have tears in my eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine? And then the fact that we are so lucky that we work for the greatest boss ever, Jen, yep. and Jen is there and like gets, gets to witness it. And upon a star travel, like has that video forever. Yep. 
literally Absolutely. the little mermaid herself. Absolutely. It's just, it's, it's so Disney cool. magic moment. I mean, I, I think I put it on, on Facebook and one of my pages, my magic on a dollar page. And I was like, it's only 60 seconds, but it's great. And somebody was like, 60 seconds is much better than no seconds. When you talk about Jody Benson, I was like, here, 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 here. So let's talk a little bit about the movies. And this is exciting for me because Jen doesn't watch movies. I, I have the greatest she podcast co-host nine. in the world. I have the greatest podcast co-host in the world, but I happen to find somebody who doesn't watch movies. If I could take one thing from our friend Susie in the Imagineers, it would be her nerddom from Marvel and Star Wars and Disney movies and stick it in Jen. So Jen would watch all these movies. But as it stands, we have to wait for Jen to go on a Disney cruise so I can bring Heather on to talk about some Disney movies. Uh, we're going to talk about a few tonight that we've seen the last couple months and just kind of go back and forth and kind of just just recap uh, opinions, things like that. And I do want to get to Marvel, but before we get there, I want to talk about Chip and Dale rescue rangers first obsessed I i'm obsessed I, I i loved it loved i didn't it. know what to expect my mm-hmm. kids have watched it a hundred times mm-hmm. and every time i watch it i spot something different there's so much in this movie it is like a frenetic dream honestly it's it's a fever dream of just energy and ADD because it's like oh, oh it's like it's like that leonardo dicaprio meme where he's just sitting on the couch pointing that's me and every time i watch the movie and i've seen it three times i'm like oh there's that oh look oh that's the guy from the movie oh that's you know it, it, right off the bat when i you first watch it within the first three minutes well let me just let me say this set this up for the audience if you've never seen it we might spoil a little bit of it not all of it but a little bit of it because you've had time uh but with this, it's on Disney Plus, and the, the premise is that it goes back to Chippendale Rescue Rangers. They grew up together. You see where they met. They were cartoon characters in this world where humans and cartoons coexist. It's not weird. It's not crazy. No. It's just, they cohabitate. They coexist. They are together. Um, Think Roger Rabbit. Like yeah, how it really they... is like Roger yeah. Rabbit. But it's mm-hmm. not even like Toon World and Human World. It's just they're there. like in their classroom, there is a Transformer, and there is a cartoon giraffe. <laughs> Like, like they should pan the classroom and there is a, there's like star scream or whatever, not star scream. One of the trench was sitting there just like taking notes and stuff. And it's like, what? Um, you know, and, the, and, and then the, Jeffrey, the giraffe, from and Jeffrey the giraffe is just sitting there and it's crazy. Like they're just, they're just there. And so they grow up, they do rescue Rangers. Well, um, and I don't, is it Chip or is it Dale? It's, it's Chip, isn't it? That gets the offer to do his own sitcom. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think it's Chip. Be, okay. Yes. Offer to do it's his own Chip. Sitcom. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, it's Dale. Whichever one has, I don't remember. One of the Chip, had, Chip has the brown nose. Chip has the brown hence nose. Chip. Okay. It's so, Chip. so Chip gets his offer to do his own sit, own show on, on, on cable or on TV or whatever. So he breaks off. He breaks up the team. The show disaster. And they go their own paths. And Chip gets the CGI surgery, which honestly I think is brilliant. So you have one cartoon character, one so CGI funny. character. It's so great. Well, the band gets back together because one of their own, one of their team is kidnapped by the bad guy, and it just kind of goes from there. And they have to pull in all these all these different characters. Ugly Sonic, which if you didn't pay attention two or three years ago, they were when they did the Sonic movie, the first iteration mm-hmm. of Sonic was this really ugly character. So they mm-hmm. repl- like fans went nuts when they saw it. They were like, this is awful, this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. So they replaced him with a more traditional-looking Sonic. Well, now you have Ugly Sonic, who gets his moment in the sun in this movie. And it's just, it's fantastic. And it's one of those things where, like, there are so many references from other companies, like Beavis and Butthead is in this, the Jurassic Park referenced in this. There's all kinds of things from Universal and other properties in this that, like, when I saw Roger Rabbit, I would watch that and think and see Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse on the same screen and think to myself, this will never happen again. Mm-hmm. This is as close to I think it's ever going to get. Mm-hmm. This was pretty great. 
And the way that they did it, that they quote unquote kind of knocked them off, which is kind of part of the storyline that mm-hmm. they do it. It's hilarious. But I will honestly tell you that the kids were watching it at another point in time and they were watching it down in the family room. And I came home and my dad was watching the kids and my dad was watching it with them. And my dad was giggling. He was like, Oh my gosh, that's from such and such. And that's from such and such. And that's from, and I was like, it's a, it's the cutest. It's mm-hmm. a cute movie. It's hilarious. And if you are an eighties, early nineties kid, yep. this is going to resonate with everything from your childhood. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. When that, <laughs> At one point, whenever that, uh, that, what I want to say that cloth fell and they did it in the way that it was Jurassic mm-hmm. park, I yelled, Oh my gosh, Jurassic <laughs> park. I mean, there's, there's, uh, the voices in here are great. You got John Mulaney is and, and Andy Samberg, which you might know from the lonely Island. If you're older, you hopefully will know them. If you're younger, let's hope you don't, which you probably do. Um, they're, they're Chip and Dale, uh, very, very different voices than what you would expect because you expected the squeaky voices and stuff. And no, they're just, they're just, they put on the squeaky voices for the, for the show. And otherwise they live in the real world. Uh, you've got Eric Bana, you've got Dennis Haysbert. Um, Will Arnett is in this as Sweet Pete, who is a overweight version of Peter Pan, which is an interesting character character in this uh king and michael key uh, seth rogan jk simmons as, as a gumby type uh police captain uh, he's a gumby and he's a police captain he's just it's insane um this is a highly recommended movie again like you said for anybody who grew up in the 70s 80s 90s um i think for the kids for the small kids i think they'll enjoy the comedy of it the Pratt falls and the silly cartoonness of it i think for the older kids they're probably going to get a lot of the jokes mm-hmm. uh this, to me this is one of those films i think for all ages it works it works all it really around, does so. it really does and now my kids who have never seen rescue rangers they're on disney plus and they're watching all the old episodes because now it's like well what do you mean mommy this used to be a show because they explain it mm-hmm. how they were the rescue rangers and acting to be the rescue rangers right. and now the kids are watching all the old episodes and i just i love every time i hear that song playing up well there. and for rescue <laughs> rangers that was that was, I guess, a little right, I guess, after my time. My time of me watching Disney Afternoon. Disney Afternoon really came into prominence with DuckTales and Rescue Rangers and Tailspin and all that. I was, like, later high school on into college and all that really started to hit in the early to mid-90s. So I missed a lot of that. I've never seen an episode of Rescue Rangers. Not one single episode. You I've would n- like it. I've never seen Tailspin. I've never seen DuckTales. I've never seen a single episode. I've seen the movie, The Treasure Dark of Darkwing Duck. Never seen Darkwing Duck. Oh, my never gosh. Seen I've just never seen them. Um, and I know they're on Disney Plus now. I've just never taken the time to go back and watch them because I've been busy watching movies. Or lately, I've been watching seasons of Sur- Survivor. Don't ask me why. I fell into that trap. Um, but uh, I've never seen them. So for somebody like me, who's never seen an episode of Rescue Rangers, it still works. I'm familiar with the character, so I know the premise of the show at least. Um, so, you know, but the, the, the dude with the mustache that's in Rescue Rangers, which I forget his name now, um, I didn't know who that was. I was like, Okay, I guess he's one in, in, in the char- one of the characters. Are in you the talking show. about Monty? Monty? I guess Monty. Yes, Monty. Uh, I didn't really know who that was or how how important that character was to the show itself, but it worked for me. I still got it. I still understood it. So, so for those of you out there who's like, I don't know anything about Chip and Dale. It's if you know Chip and Dale, you'll get the rest of it. I promise you. It's 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 hilarious. It's a great it's, film. It's a great, it's a great film. film. So let's talk a little bit about Marvel now. Now. I uh, want to point to uh, early May, first of all, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And then we'll get to Thor, Love, and Thunder, which just came out. So we'll definitely try to be spoiler-free in Thor. We might give a little spoilers in Doctor Strange because it is on Disney Plus now. And again, you've had two months. I figure if you're going to see it, you probably would have seen it by now, maybe. Um, so I guess the important thing is, have you seen WandaVision? Did you watch WandaVision when it came out? Did you keep up with the TV shows? 
Yes, mm-hmm. I have seen. So I have never read any of the comic books, never okay. watched any of those cartoons mm-hmm. that were like on in the 80s growing up. Right. But one day I came home and I was just telling my dad this the other day. What hooked me on it is one day I came home and I remember that Iron Man was playing on like FX. And I was like, mm-hmm. what is this? But Robert Downey Jr. signed me up. I'm in. And right. I was like, is this a superhero movie? And like sat down. I was, I maybe missed the first 10 minutes and I was like, mm-hmm. that is an amazing film. And then I saw it like maybe a couple weeks later. Then when I found out that Iron Man 2 was coming out, watch that one. And I was hooked from Iron Man That's and awesome. have seen every single one. So watch WandaVision. Um, we are invested in Loki. We watched Moon Knight, which still has me a little bit confused. So, and, <laughs> and Callista, my youngest, mm-hmm. she's obsessed like obsessed with all things Marvel. That is awesome. I love that. I love it. (laughs) Um, Well, I am, I'm older than you, a little bit older. Um, And I grew up in the age of the, I saw the early Fantastic Four movie from the early nineties. And also there's a Captain America movie, I think from the early nineties, which was terrible. There's actually a documentary about the making of the Fantastic Four movie of the early nineties, which is fantastic. But the movie itself is awful. Uh, I grew up through the two Fantastic Four iterations of the two thousands. And then one came out in 2015, which were both bad. Um, um, and of course, I hit the theaters whenever X Men came out. The first X Men, I want to say in two thousand, maybe, uh, and then X Two, and that kind of kicked off the super superhero revolution. Because, and you and I have discussed this back then, for Marvel, the only two superheroes that were really hitting at all were X Men and Spider Man. That's it. That was it. That's all. That was it. Uh, Iron Man was a second class character. Captain America was a second or third tier character. Doctor Strange, nobody really nobody cared about. Ant Man was was a third or fourth string character. Nobody had heard of Guardians of the Galaxy. So a lot of these characters were just regulated to the sidelines. Uh, so when it was an Iron Man movie coming up with Robert Downey Jr., I'm like, well, this is cool because there's a series of comics called The Ultimates, and it was drawn in a different style. It took a different tone. It was more of a lighthearted tone. Um, and it kind of retold some of the origin stories of this. So like Iron Man, Ultimate Iron Man number one, told the story of how Iron Man became Iron Man. Um, and I really dove into the Ultimate. So I've got a big big box of Ultimates, like Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate X-Men, Ultimate uh, Iron Man, all, all the Ultimates and whatever. That's where this series, this Marvel came from, is the Ultimate series. Matter of fact, they Nick Fury used to be a white guy with like, with like white hair, like on the sides or on his temples. When they drew Nick Fury as a black dude, they called Samuel L. Jackson and said, Samuel, we want to model our Nick Fury in the comics after you. Is that cool? And he's like, well, yeah, that's cool. So then when they casted it, they were like, Hey, since you were the inspiration for the comic, can you actually now play him in real life? And he's like, no absolutely. Said, yes. And I can, I'll have to send you a picture or two of the actual comic itself with him in it. Cause it looks just like him. And, and I don't hmm. know that they did this with Robert Downey Jr. But the Tony Stark in the ultimates looks like Robert Downey Jr. So it was perfect casting. Um, now that we're talking about our history with Marvel. So, of course, I was in from day one. I even saw the Hulk, which was just okay. Uh, That's one of the ones I've never seen. Like, that one, the first Thor, and there's like one or two more that I've seen one time. I'm good. Um, But, uh, like, I was in from the very, very beginning. And I think with the Avengers is when I realized, oh, we're going somewhere with this. Oh, we're yeah. doing something here with this. And mm-hmm. this was like, you know, movie five, and now there's been mm-hmm. 29. Um, so Marvel uh, Marvel has set up the office of the TV shows. COVID screwed things up because I think Doctor Strange was supposed to come out first before WandaVision. Now they oh, had to really? Some, I think they had to do some reshoots to make that work and make it happen, uh, to make it happen like it did. Um, Wanda, which 
I'll be honest with you. I don't think I expected to want to be. Somehow I missed that she was going to be the villain of Doctor uh, uh, the Multiverse of Madness. I didn't have okay. a clue. I got in there. I was like, oh, oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> so does that not happen in the comics? Because I felt like I was the only person that didn't know that she goes dark because I was obsessed with her. She is a character that does do some dark stuff because originally she and Quicksilver, which was in Age of Ultron, which they couldn't call him Quicksilver. So she, he was just Pietro, the brother that ran really fast. Um, they couldn't call him Quicksilver because at the time disney did not own x-men and quicksilver as an x-men name so that's why they, that's why disney has not said mutants for the longest time because mutant was a word that belonged to fox not disney so they couldn't say mutants so they were saying immortals and eternals and inhumans and all those other terms so um oh. so they were originally magneto's children uh scarlet witch and uh, and quicksilver they were magneto's kids in the comics and there is a series and i'm not going to go too far into this because i'll bore everybody um but there is a there is a series from the early 2000s called the house of m and all the characters come together to battle scarlet witch because she has put the entire world into a trance because she wants this this alternate universe where she has children and a family and blah 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 and the only person out of all the entire comic universe that figures out what's going on is wolverine so he travels from dimension to dimension trying to gather everybody back up, including Spider-Man, including Hulk or whatever, to say, hey, guys, this is what's going on. We've got the Battle Scarlet Witch. Let's go. Let's figure this out. So it's like a six or seven issue series. I reread it. I like the show better. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. The the comics are good. Um, but uh, but the, to me, the show is better. But that's kind of where it's based on, sorry, kind of. Uh, you know, I'm not going to dig too far into the weeds because nerd oh but uh well yeah. it's okay nerd out because i mean i didn't know any of that yeah. so i knew nothing actually, i think you could probably find it if you were interested you could probably find it as a graphic novel on amazon like one thick novel with all six or seven issues in it but it's it's good i like the visualization of it on tv better honestly but that's kind of where it comes from and so wandavision i think is an important component of dr strange because it shows wanda in that 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 otherworldly space where she has vision she has a family she has kids everything she wants and it turns out all to be a lie because it's something she's concocted because she just wants this, you know. And then, of course, in Multiverse of Madness, we find out that Wanda wants the children that she had in um, he, she had in One Division, and to do that, she's going to wreck everything and everybody until she finds it, until she gets those kids back because she's basically lost her mind. Um, exactly. And how do you battle the one of the biggest and most important, strongest characters in Marvel? It's very hard, you know. Um, it is one of those cases where you're watching it going, why can't Doctor Strange call the other people? Hey, Tony, can you put on the yeah. suit one more time? Well, no, Tony's dead. Sorry. Uh, Tony, hey, Ban Tony's hey dead. Banner, can I borrow Spoiler you? Spoiler alert. You know? Tony's dead. Yeah, sorry about that. Hey, Banner, <laughs> can I borrow you? Hey, uh, hey, Hawkeye, can you bring some arrows or whatever? I don't know. Uh, so uh, so there is some of that. But um, So Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, picks up with him going to see uh, well, actually, I take that back. We have to step back to Spider-Man: No Way Home at the end of that. You know, can we can we step back and yes, just talk about what a phenomenal film? Okay, first of all, whenever I go to these films mm -hmm. now, okay, Kylie, who is my oldest, takes uh, Kleenex mm -hmm. in her bag because we <laughs> never know if this one's going to hit at the heartstrings. And let me tell right. you what, Spider-Man, it literally was like the perfect movie. It yeah, had me it captivated great. from the begin from the very beginning until the credits at the end. And I I I got up. Oh my gosh, that was an amazing movie. Uh, yep. amazing. Anna cried. Yep. It's one of those <laughs> things where um 
like you immediately want to go see it again. You immediately want to turn around and go right back into the theater. Or back in the day, I, I haven't done this with Spider-Man No Way Home because of everything that happened after COVID. But when Endgame was out, I would go see a movie that wasn't Endgame. Endgame was three hours. So my movie would end hour and 45 minutes. I would slip into the theater and see the last hour of Endgame wherever it was playing somewhere in that theater. I saw... I've seen them. I saw the movie Endgame in theaters back to front six times. I saw the ending of Endgame, the last hour of Endgame, probably ten times. Because I would slip in and I'd be like, "Oh, um, Thanos' army is about to uh, about to blow up uh, blow up Avengers campus. Let me slip right on in here and watch the rest of this movie." I'd be texting <laughs> Stephanie, going, "Yeah, I'll be home in a little while. I'm watching the end of Endgame." She's like, "Of course you are." And so, <laughs> like, well, my movie ended early. Um, because yeah, I, all that. So Spider Man No Way Home, which you're right, was an incredible film. Uh, did did so i mean like there were so many things that could go wrong with that movie that did not that it, it worked it just worked because you had this premise of because what happened to spider-man 3 the original spider-man 3 with toby mcguire what went wrong with that was they changed this character of spider-man he went a little emo for little strange things there mm-hmm. they brought in venom they brought in all these villains it was just too much happening too fast and just it was a mess this one, you bring in all the villains, and yet it worked because you're bringing the other Spider-Mans, and it just it somehow worked. I think it redeemed Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man and how Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man ended. I feel like it redeemed those characters and those movies and just— 110%. And I was so, like, oh, my gosh. And yeah. then, I mean, if you have kids that don't know what that Spider-Man is, I was like, that's my Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's the Spider-Man after my Spider-Man. Right. Well, and also, and, and and I don't know if you were like this, like, obviously, I knew that they were going to be in the movie. It was a very t- poorly kept secret that they were going to be in the film. I didn't realize that they were going to be in the second half of the film. I, thought I had no cameo. idea. I thought they would step in for five or ten minutes or whatever. They were there for half the movie. And it just was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. So it was great. Her the redemption fashion. of Dr. Octopus was was amazing. Just bringing everybody back. Willem Dafoe is, was out of his mind in that movie. He was like having so much fun with that character. You could just tell. So anyway, the whole premise of that sets up the very end of it where Dr. Strange has to do this spell um, to help people forget that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And in doing so, which is very irresponsible for Dr. Strange, by the way, Wong warned him. He warned him about this, and he opens up this whole portal to try to put it back in place. He has to wipe everybody's memories of Spider-Man, which is so sad. He's in that cafe, and Ned walks right by him and doesn't say anything. Uh, uh, Stephanie was crying, and it's like— was You know, there were people in the, in the theater. It's like, <laughs> uh, people behind you, and like, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't know Peter. You know, there's all that. And so— um, so, yeah, to do that, they, they have to close the portal, but, of course, things slip in, which leads to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Things have slept, have creeped in. So he goes to see Wanda to say, what do you know about the multiverse? Turns out he's actually in a multiverse pattern right then. Wanda's going crazy. She's going, I'm going to find my kids. I'm bringing my kids back. And there are no children. She's concocted them, but she's going nuts or whatever. So he and America, who's a kind of a sidekick from another dimension, comes in. And they do battle. They go through all these dimensions, including one cameo by um, by certain characters. I mean, okay. So if you haven't seen the movie, skip ahead about three minutes while I say this. Ready? Three, two, one. The Illuminati, which features John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. There's Charles mm-hmm. Xavier from the old X-Men movies of the early 2000s that I mentioned earlier. There's Haley Atwell that was in the What If cartoon on Disney Plus as Captain Britain. Um, there's um, there's just all the characters. They're all there. They're, they're all in there. There's Black Bolt. They're all there. Uh, they're, they're all there. And, of course, Wanda just you know, kills all of them, which is crazy. But uh, So that leads, that leads to 
to them finally cornering Wanda at this temple and the girl's going to die, but they save the day and there's zombie Dr. Strange who comes in. He has a battle with himself and blah, blah, blah. There's all this crazy stuff happening, whatever. Um, thoughts on the movie, Heather. That's a, that was a lot of a movie. That movie had a lot going on. So I was a little confused at the end of it. Okay. So I think I was actually confused during a lot of it mm-hmm. because they were just jumping from like yep. different dimension yep. to different yep. dimension or, or, and then earths or worlds yes worlds yep. whatever and i was like where is this going and how i always look at it like maybe halfway through the movie how is this going to set me up for what i'm going to experience like mm-hmm. in the next one that i'm going right. to look forward to in like right. two three months and at the end of it first of all i don't know if you were like me or if maybe a lot of other people were and i think it's what wandavision is what made it made me think this mm-hmm. whenever she throws all the rocks up and then shoves like shoves them down on herself and like right. shuts off the the dark hold okay right. i get up from the movie and i'm like well she's gonna come back right like she's she now realizes that she shouldn't have been evil and she's really good inside because she was part of the avengers she's gonna come back right because she loved those children so she does have a heart deep down in there and i was like okay so i need her to come back (laughs) and then at the end when dr strange that it's like after you're watching the credits and he comes back up and Mm -hmm. Charlize theron pops out which i had to ask someone like at work he explained it to me because he's a big uh comic nerd too I was like, what is she doing here? And he says, she's Dormammu's daughter and he needs to go with her. And I'm like, but what's with the third eye? And he goes, well, he has the third eye because he read the dark hold. But I was like, I thought it was destroyed. So I think I'm still confused about it. (laughs) There is a lot to it. Now, I don't, honestly, I don't know if her character's name is Clea. Um, And she's a sorceress from the dark dimension who comes to earth to ask Stephen Strange to come help her in her dimension. Now, I don't know if they're going to go with being Dormammu's daughter. I I can't tell you for sure that it is Dormammu's daughter. I don't know. And maybe it is. People might respond and be like, of course it is. I don't know that. It didn't reference that in the, the movie, nor did it reference that actually anywhere on Wikipedia where you find, you know, it's Dormammu's daughter. So it may just be a character named Clea that's also from the comics, but not connected in that way. Um, I think as far as Scarlet Witch goes... I think her character is in a resting place that if the narrative of the story rolls along and they see a need for Scarlet Witch, they can bring her back. But if not, they can leave her under those rocks just like she is. I think it's one of those deaths where, okay, well, if we need Scarlet Witch, we can call upon her to bring her back. We'll just write a big fat check to Elizabeth Olsen to get her to come back to the movie. Um, Because I think, I'm pretty sure she might be done with the MCU. I think she might be like, okay, I've done my time. I'm I'm good. You know, because I know a lot of actors, after doing it for so long, I think they're like, I think we're good. I think I've done this for 10 years, 12 years or whatever. And I'm going to, I'm going to walk away. Cause Natalie Portman, as we'll talk about in a few minutes with Thor, that was her thing. She, like one more movie, Ugh. I'm out. Uh, and we'll get to her. But, um, but yeah, I think that that's kind of where Elizabeth Olsen's coming from. Again, Elizabeth and I, I haven't talked think... in a couple of weeks, so I couldn't tell you for sure. I don't know. I just think they made you fall in love with her with mm-hmm. WandaVision to be like, Oh my gosh, like I love her. Now I found out that she's like, she literally is like the strongest Avenger. And then it's like, wait, we're just, that's it? That's the end of her? And what's with the third eye at the end? I don't know. Yeah, there's there's a lot happening in that movie. And it's one of those that if you don't pay attention to it, you're going to lose what's going on. Um, 
a lot going on there. Of course, they go through that little sequence where they go through multiple dimensions at like in, in span of like a few seconds. So all these crazy things are happening, including like the the uh, the impressionist painting one and all of the clay one. It reminded me of Inside Out when they're walking through and taking that shortcut and they're like the, the different levels. They're becoming two D and then they're becoming abstract and whatever. It kind of reminded me of that actually. But um, I thought the movie was fun. It's not one that I'm going to rewatch a lot. Um, I think it it's. I think it served its purpose to bridge a gap from phase th- phase four, I guess phase, th- phase three that we were in with No Way Home into phase four. And with the multiverse, I kind of feel like, especially with, with, with what they did with, because I know people are loving John Krasinski as Reed Richards. That was for a long time. People are like, we need to make him Reed Richards and Emily Blunt must be Sue Storm. Um, I think with the multiverse, it allows Marvel to do a little cheat. They're like, okay, we're going to do some stuff, and if you like it, great. We'll keep doing it. If you don't, we'll just say, that was the multiverse. We'll go over here and do this now. So I think it was almost like they can do test runs now of stuff and saying, oh, well, that happened um, in another universe, and so now you know, we have to worry about it. Um, that makes sense. I that makes sense. Actually, yeah, that does make sense. So, so let's talk about a movie that you don't need to pay attention to mm-hmm. a lot of, but you're going to laugh a, a ton at. Okay. Thor. Thor, Love and Thunder. I have opinions. <laughs> so here's I figured what, you did. Here's what we're going to do. Okay, so we're going to talk briefly about it with no spoilers. And then I'm going to give you a countdown, and I'm going to play some music behind it when we start. We will give spoilers. So if you scroll ahead, and if you haven't seen it, you want to scroll ahead. If you still hear music when you stop, that means we're still talking spoilers. If you don't hear any more music, that means we're done with the spoilers and you're safe to listen. So first, though, let's... Again, the premise. Thor has been riding around with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll go ahead and say this at the very beginning. He they, they depart. The Guardians go this way. He goes that way. And he's off to find himself to become... Um, he wants to go from dead bod to god bod. And so to go <laughs> on his own adventures to kind of figure out who he is and blah, 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 blah. And he comes across a character named Gore the God Butcher. Um, and so who is a, a, a character who is out for revenge. And I won't kind of go into that yet, but he's out for revenge. He wants to kill the gods. So he and Korg, the big rock guy, and his merry band of, of, of fighters must go face off against Gore, the God Butcher. Um, there's a lot of humor. There's some sweet moments. There's a crazy ending, um, which sets up for some other things, I think, as well. So that's kind of the premise. I will tell you this. I like the movie. That doesn't mean it was a good movie. I liked it. I don't think it was a great film. I think this is what I call a meanwhile movie where everything's happening in Marvel, everything is going on, and meanwhile, here's a side adventure of Thor happening over there. And that, you know, that doesn't none of that's really going to play much into the whole Marvel story, but hey, here's what's happening with Thor. I think it was a comic re- comic relief mm-hmm. Marvel movie. You don't have to see it really, and even at the end it doesn't really right. so much tie into anything, but um yeah. I don't want to give any spoilers, so you tell me when we can start talking. <laughs> so, um, what, what did you think, though? What did you think of the movie itself? Did you like it? Love it? Eh? I mean, overall. I thought it was good. I didn't love it. And I, well, let's just, let's preface this. Okay, Iron Man is the best Avenger. Okay. Um, Captain America is the strongest, most handsome Avenger. And Thor is my favorite because he's the hottest. So, right. I went to see Thor because, well, he's hot. So, who doesn't want to see Thor? But I was not expecting the storyline with Natalie Portman. Okay. Did you not see the trailer or you just didn't? No, I saw the trailer. You just didn't know the story mm -hmm. itself. Gotcha. I saw the trailer. So without giving any spoilers, uh, if you see the trailer, Mm -hmm. you see that there's a now female Thor who is Jane. Yes, it's Jane. 
<laughs> Jane is now like the yes. female Thor with yep. Thor. And he says in the previous, like Jane. And it's like, oh my gosh, Jane is back. Mm -hmm. But the storyline that they have with Jane as Thor, didn't see it. Didn't see right. it coming. Well, and to set the backstory for Natalie Portman, she was having an issue with Marvel during Thor The Dark World. The Dark World was originally supposed to be directed by Patty Jenkins, who directed Wonder Woman, which, by the way, Wonder Woman is a fabulous movie. Uh, not a fan so much of Wonder Woman 84, but the first Wonder Woman with Gal Gadot is just fantastic. Patty Jenkins directed that. She was directing Thor The Dark World. There was a separation between Disney, Marvel, and Patty Jenkins. Natalie Portman didn't like that. She didn't care for how the, some of the characters were portrayed. Um, you know, being a woman and all, she didn't like some of the things that were done in the movie. So really, she was like, Thor, Dark World, I'm done. I'm out. I'm walking away. They, You briefly glimpse her in Endgame um, just for a moment. Just, you know, whatever. She didn't have any lines. But that is her. I don't know if it's through archival footage or whatever. But she agreed to come back for this particular movie. And I think she kind of made her amends with uh, with Marvel and, of course, working with, with Hemsworth and stuff. You know, as you would think would probably be a plus because you're, you're in the arms of Chris Hemsworth. Um, but that's how Natalie Portman is back in case you're wondering um okay so we're gonna jump into a few spoilers here and we're gonna start like i said i'm gonna play some music in just a second if you scroll ahead you hear the music we're still talking spoilers if you haven't heard if you don't hear the music ahead that means we're done with spoilers you can listen again in three in two and one and music starts and so now we can talk a few spoilers at the very beginning, Gore the God Butcher, his daughter has died, and he goes to one of the gods to get the gods to save him, uh, save the daughter, and he refuses. So he kills the gods. He decides he's going to now take this sword called the Necrosword, and it is a sword that is evil, and it infects Gore and turns him into this vengeful, rageful, just hell-bent on killing all gods kind of kind of creature. So he goes on to kill all the gods. Thor visits uh, New Asgard. He separates from the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're in it for like five minutes. They fly away, which I kind of suspected that was going to happen. They fly away. They're done to go off to Guardians 3 to probably look for Gamora. Um, Thor is... Uh, uh, he goes to New Asgard to see uh, uh, Valkyrie. Uh, he's with Korg. Um, they realize they have to take on Gore the God Butcher. Meanwhile, Jane on Earth realizes she has cancer. And so she ends up taking Mjolnir, which is the hammer, which the hammer finds her worthy. When she gets Mjolnir, she's healthy. And so she so becomes fun fact. the mighty Thor. So yes. Whenever they replay it in the film, mm -hmm. he tells the hammer, make sure that like you protect her. So that's why she has the power to pick it up. I don't, I, I was like, okay. So th that answers that question. But I was not prepared for the whole cancer <laughs> storyline. I was not prepared. Not prepared which for of it course, at all. That ultimately leads to the end of the movie, which if you're still listening and you don't want spoilers, just so you know, she dies at the end in his arms. Oh. Um, I really expected her to go, Luke, Leia, naming the babies, just like in Star Wars when she dies. And so, um, you know, the she's no longer the mighty Thor, basically. Uh, Tessa Thompson is there as Valkyrie. Korg uh, is all through the movie, so he's now the kind of comic relief. I think it's a little bit too much Korg. Along the middle, there's this incredible side scene, side story, where they go and visit Zeus, played by Russell Crowe, who, who looks like a Cabbage Patch Kid, honestly. And he talks like this. This is how he talks with this. I am Zeus. And who is a party animal, by the way, and mentions, if your kid's listening to this particular episode, O-R-G-Y, a couple of times. And I'm like, how do you explain to your kids what that actually is? Well, is that a, that's a party. It's a party. It's an adult party. And so, um, so yeah, of course, you, you see the bum of Chris Hemsworth and everything. And, you know, when, they, nice. when he flicks too hard and all that good stuff. And so there's that whole scene. He gets the lightning bolt. And they use the lightning bolt and Mjolnir and Stormbreaker to, to battle gore towards the end of it. Um, so now let's talk spoilers, Heather. What did you think of the movie overall? Because again, I have lots of opinions on this, good and bad. But... 
So I think that where they took the serious tone with it was taking the the Mighty Thor character and mm-hmm. saying like, hey, she is cancer, but whenever she is this superhero, like she doesn't feel any pain. But the second she decides to be quote unquote human again, right. she realizes that she's dying faster. Right. And I think it also tells the story too, that the more that you use these inanimate objects, it it deteriorates the human aspect of you because what's what's the bad guy's name again uh gore gore the god gore Mm -hmm. at the end with him they say every time he uses the sword he's killing himself more the second we destroy the sword he dies and he but you also see his his skin tone comes back exactly returning back to who he is yes so So, okay i thought that that was great I think that there was just a little bit too much comedy in it that it was not your typical Marvel movie that like has you captivated and in it the entire time. That being said, I mean, that's why people go to see Guardians of the Galaxy because, you know, it's a a storyline, but also there's a lot of humor in it. I just think that maybe they were trying too hard with the humor in this movie. I, I think just... what worked for Ragnarok did not work for this one. Ragnarok, to me, was so good and so unexpected because it took a completely different shift from Thor, Thor the Dark World, which back then, Thor the Dark World, Thor was still a very serious character and just said his lines very proper and very proud, just whatever. Dark World took it in a comedy tone. It took a, a lot of comedy uh, comedy um, uh, turns, and that, of course, is the director, Taika Waititi, who does Flight of the Concords and What We Do in the Shadows, and he's done a lot of comedy stuff. That's his, that's his bit. Um, and so he, took, he did a great job with Ragnarok, and I think he just, I think he just tried too hard in this one. I feel like they all tried too hard because even every time you have a serious moment, there's a one-liner that came out of nowhere that just ruined it, and it happened several times. Um, and I was like, we need a ser- we need to stay a little bit more serious for a little bit longer because then this is just yeah. kind of like a cheesy Marvel movie. Yeah. Well, he's also the voice of Korg, which again I think there was a little too much Korg going on in there. It's way too um, much. A lot, a lot, a lot of Korg happening there. I thought I thought Russell Crowe was fantastic for what he had. What he had to do was great. I loved his take on Zeus. The lightning bolt looked terrible. To me, it was like a prop you would find at Party City. It just was a big piece of metal bolt. There was no glowing about it. It was was covered in gold tinfoil. Yeah, really. And the other thing, too, and I know it sounds like we're crapping all over the movie, and I don't mean to do that, but the other thing that really got me was that I didn't like the sentient being they put on Stormbreaker and Mjolnir. Suddenly they have personalities. Suddenly they're jealous. And suddenly they have, like, tempers and attitudes, and they're sad. I don't, I didn't, that, like, there's nothing out of any of the movies that led to anything. All of a sudden, all of a sudden they have personalities just to further the story. Just to, like, put some comedy bits in there about how Stormbreaker is jealous of Milner. Milner is my hammer, but now I'm with you, Stormbreaker. That, mm-hmm. and it made Thor seem stupid, and I didn't mm-hmm. like that. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what I didn't like. What I did like, however, I did like, I, I love Thor. I love the character of Thor. I think Chris Hemsworth has so much fun with that character. So uh, much fun. Tell, he just has a good time with it. I love the fact that Natalie Portman came back. She's not a comedy actress. And you can tell, if you watch it again, you'll see a lot of her lines are set up. Or she sets the lines up and somebody else kind of takes the joke home from there. Because she's not a com- She's great. She's brilliant in a lot of the stuff she's been in. Um, you know, But she's not a, per se, comedy actress itself. So she has to be carried with some of these. I thought Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie was fantastic. I love her. 
he's amazing. He's so good. Um, so good. It's a different take on the character itself because she's mm-hmm. like this this black girl with 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 the with the braids and everything, and she's the queen of Asgard, you know, and she's a warrior and she doesn't care and she's great and I love that. And Christian Bale is on oh. another freaking level. He's in First a different of- movie. He's in a different movie. I mean, seriously. He, 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 I I could not, I kept thinking, like, even on the drive home, I cannot believe that that was him. Like, I I just couldn't, I couldn't believe that it was him. He's such a good actor. It just, it was amazing. Like, he used to, and for those of you on YouTube, you'll see this. Like, I'll I'll always do the Disney point with two fingers. Now I want to do the, like, the point like this, like he does in the movie, where you kind of put your finger up and the other fingers kind of point down, like, point like this when I point. It's over there by the, it's over there in the hallway, like that. Um, his commitment to that character is, like, you could take that character out and put that in a, into a horror film, and it would work. He was so good in that. And it reminded me kind of the, the, the hallway scene in the cave with Multiverse of Madness when Wanda's coming through and she's like all beat up and she's mm-hmm. stumbling through that like like two minutes of horror in that movie. That's Sam mm-hmm. Raimi, the director there. This one, Christian Bale's like the thrill. He's so menacing and it's almost like you're watching like Adam, Adam Sandler and Hannibal Lecter in the same same frame when they're talking to each other in that uh, that fight in the alley. That, you know, that is an so amazing crazy. comparison. Seriously, because it's like this serious villain, evil villain with a few like little on point lines, and then you've got this hero who's more of a comedy feature, even though he's real. It's just uh, Christian Bale is outrageously good in this movie. Oh my gosh, he he was the star of the show mm-hmm. because he yeah. was he was terrifying. Yep. Even my littlest, uh, judge me if you want. She was five, just turned six, and I took her, and she was like, oh, that was a little scary for me. But he was terrifying to her. But can we also point out one thing that I love that they did in this film? What's that? I love that they made the children be the superheroes. Yes. I mm-hmm. loved that. I thought that was great. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, that little girl with a little bunny, I would have given anything for that to have been a Remy doll because I actually thought it was Remy at first or like an Ewok or something. Something like licensed or whatever would have been fantastic with like Remy with eyes the glowing. That would have just been amazing. Uh, but no, I love the fact he led, they led the children and they were all the warriors and that little girl with a little plush animal just spinning <laughs> in a circle, just going, ah! <laughs> loved it. Loved, loved that. it. Thought that was great. The fight scenes were fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, especially the ending battle scene where they're all battling gore uh, at the end. It was just, it was so good. Um, I liked the fact too they did they did not feel the need to tell Gore's backstory. You saw that his daughter died, and that's the, that's his motivation for revenge. Mm-hmm. You don't know where that world is from. You don't know what happened. You don't know why it led up to that. And I'm okay with that. Like sometimes I feel like mm-hmm. Marvel and either, especially other movies, they feel the need to tell you every little thing. You have to know why they're here and why do they end up in this desert? And this is the painful back. No, no, no. They just started with they're in the desert. Something bad happened. The daughter died. He's mad. He's the bad. He's going after him. That's it. That's all you need to know at the end. And, I, and honestly, I don't know a lot about eternity in the comics I just don't I know that was one of the four I want to say like the four space pillars that ended up creating the stones eternity and something and something and something whatever loved what they did with that they didn't try to do too much with it they didn't make it this Mm -hmm. big god sitting on a throne or anything it was just like you know when eternity started walking suddenly it was like little girl walking out of eternity back to him loved that entire sequence and how they did that that loved it loved it so any final thoughts on Thor uh, Love and Thunder Um, I know did you love it? Did you like it? Did you just, okay, it was good for what it was. I mean, so I liked it. I will okay. watch it again because like I said, mm-hmm. I, I, just 
for the villain aspect, liked it. Yeah. I, I'm a Chris Hemsworth fan. And I, I really just, I loved how the kids played like a major role in the movie. So I will definitely watch it again. Mm-hmm. We'll not watch Dr. Strange. Yeah. I, think I, I'm I will not watch Strange. that one again. I, I, I you had yeah. me one and done yep. going back to Spider-Man. Now I'll watch it 35 times. Cause it was like an amazing <laughs> movie and cry every time. And if there's one movie that I think anybody from Marvel, if you're listening mm-hmm. that we need to hear the backstory of, okay. Mm-hmm. We need to find out what Captain America did when he went Back. That could have been a series. That I, should have it, been a series. It's, it, it could have been you like the have, whole. Each, oh. each episode was putting a stone back, and every episode was him going back. And the very end of it, he goes to like the very end of it, going to find Peggy. And that would have been like that would have been a perfect series. Chris Evans could have wound up his his Captain America career with that one six episode series, or animated, just animated. That would be great. Just, yes, just tell us it. what he did. I get it. <laughs> So I get it. So that is perfect. I think that's going to be a good little wrap up because I think we're sitting at an hour now because you and I just like to chat. Um, we are. This is awesome. So uh, perfect. Heather, where can we find you online? You can find me at the Moana Mom on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And yeah, you'll also be finding me on the Disney Wish in two weeks. Yes, you will. Make sure you follow the Mom. The, the page is building on Facebook. It just started the page not too long ago. So mm-hmm. the page is building. It's a low follower, but we're getting there slowly but surely because it's a brand new page. Mm-hmm. Instagram, however, you're killing it. Make sure you follow the Moana Mom on Instagram. Great stuff. Reels, news, great pictures, photographs, great stuff, great content on, on Instagram. So make sure you follow her over there. Follow Jen. Upon a star Jen uh, is, her, is her Instagram. Um, Jen underscore Novotny uh, is her personal. You can also find her on Facebook as well. Upon a star travel. You can find that at Instagram and on Facebook and all the pictures that are up as well. And of course, the mscpodcast.com is our website at gmail is our email address and of course the msc podcast is facebook and instagram and all those kind of places find me on facebook at um find me on facebook disney and a dollar magic and a dollar i'm kind of reading through all these things at one time disney and a dollar magic and a dollar find me on instagram at the magic on a dollar and of course as our friend katrina at the end will tell you all those type places as well and Katrina has a new album out. It's a new EP of songs out on iTunes as we speak. So make sure you go find that. I will put a link to it in the show notes so you can find that as well. So so there you go, Heather. Thank you so much for stepping in. This has been fun. Oh, you're welcome. I was glad to do it. Especially since Jen won't watch movies. So Jen. I know. We're going to have to do it. When, when Heather and I start our own Disney movie podcast, you're going to get it left out because you, you don't watch movies. And so, you know. But, we had to tell whenever she went to worlds of marvel i, I sent a message and i go jen the guy that's coming out toward you is ant-man <laughs> she's like what about uncle man she didn't say that <laughs> just kidding um and we'll have to figure out a way to get kyla on the show too because you know yes I love kyla. yes and we gotta got to on the show. Got on the show. but until then don't forget to thank your phoenicians thank you for listening to the main street electrical podcast you can find us on instagram twitter and Facebook at The MSE Podcast. Or visit our website at themsepodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe and may all your wishes come true.